0: our Christian holidays and observances, we often say, Happy Easter, or Merry Christmas, or whatever have you, after those very happy and merry greetings. But we don't do that on Ash Wednesday. And that's because Ash Wednesday is about death and mortality, and wishing somebody a happy Ash Wednesday just doesn't feel right. One pastor put it this way. It's true. Lent is not meant to be a time of exuberant celebration. It's a season for quiet introspection, for looking inward to see where we fall short. That's certainly no fun. Lent is a time for honesty, a time for reality. You know those pictures of yourself that make you wince because I don't really look like that, do I? That's the soul picture that we get when we take an honest look inward. That's why I have resorted to wishing people a blessed Ash Wednesday. Because even though I agree that we shouldn't be happy or merry when it comes to the topic of death, I do think we can approach this reality of our lives with a deep sense of blessedness. Because as as paradoxical as it may seem, there is blessedness in honesty when we're talking about death and sin. As a Lutheran, one of the things I was taught about Martin Luther is that he spoke of humanity as rot-gut sinners. That term, it might not strike your ear the right way. It seems a bit off-putting, and maybe that's what he was going for, but I remember learning that idea, and I remember admitting to myself the sinfulness of my own life in that very straight up and honest way. And it was a liberating tool in that moment in my life of faith to do that. No longer did I have to pretend that I was without sin or that I could successfully avoid it. Instead, with an honest confession of sin and a hard look in the mirror, I was invited to experience a truth about myself that actually set me free. This was also true when I completed anti-racism training. And I came away from that experience with the ability to honestly reflect on my life and admit that I am a racist for the ways that I have participated and I've been complicit to a system of racism. I no longer had to pretend that I was not racist or that I never had a moment of internalized racial superiority it was when I could admit that I was a racist that I could finally just be honest and actually get to work dismantling systemic racism rather than living in denial that it even exists. And I think the same is true for death. We might be tempted to believe that death is something we can just deny or successfully avoid by eating the right things or exercising enough and living healthy lives, but not is the case. Mortality is the same for everyone. No one gets around it. But on this Ash Wednesday, a day of the church year, when we get really real about the truth of death, maybe we too can discover the blessedness of death that makes this fragile life such a miracle. When we say to one another, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, we are offering an invitation An invitation into an honest, blessed life that doesn't embrace death, or rejoice in it, or even welcome it, but holds death with a holy reverence and deep ritual. Death, in this way, it doesn't have to be disregarded, but honestly acknowledged as we hold up the truth that, through the reality of death, we also will experience the promise of the resurrection. And it's with this faithful conviction we no longer have to fear death, but we still might fear death. The fear of death is pervasive in ourselves and in society, and our cultural way of usually dealing with this fear is denial. That is part of what makes Ash Wednesday such a powerful and even offensive observance of our church. It offends our sensibilities to be told that we will die, that we will return to the dust from which we came this offense really only comes if we are living in the delusion that being mortal is somehow avoidable. And I love the way that Holy Trinity member and Lutheran School of Theology professor Ben Stewart, he put this in an article for NPR last year. He notes that the scandal of Ash Wednesday isn't just a recent phenomenon. He says this, there were certainly times in the Middle Ages when it was almost like pronouncing a curse or a punishment on people, as if being mortal was like plan B. He went on to say that death is not some punishment for sin, it's not because of the fall in Eden, and it's not because of people's own bad choices. Things are just born to die, and they return to the dust. And in a strange, paradoxical way, he says these words are actually a kind of welcomed honesty, that this is plan A. That we are mortal creatures, rightly returning to the earth. And that our culture actually doesn't give us that message often enough. But it still makes it a hard message. And so he says, that's why we ritualize this. That's why we come together in order to face our mortality together. We might live in a death-dealing society where death might feel very familiar to us. that still doesn't make it easy for us to honestly deal with death. But maybe that's also how we can understand Ash Wednesday as a repairing of the breach like it says in Isaiah. We have experienced a dislocation from death and our own mortality. So today, Ash Wednesday is a moment to repair that breach so we can live honest blessed lives, free of fear. Living even more fully as our reverence for the fragility and preciousness of life is deepened." Nadia Bowles-Weber, she paints this image with her words when she talks about Ash Wednesday. She says, if our lives were a long piece of fabric, with our baptism at one end and our funeral on the other, and us not knowing what the distance is between the two, well then, Ash Wednesday is the time when that fabric is pinched in the middle and then held up so that our baptism in the past and our funeral in the future meet. With these ashes, it is as though the water and words from our baptism, plus the earth and words from our funerals, have come together from the future to meet us here today. And in that meeting, we are reminded of the promises of God. Promises which outlast our piety our efforts for self-improvement outlast our earthly bodies and even the limits of time ash wednesday may never be a happy or merry day that we celebrate as the church but it can be a reverent blessed day for us when we repair the breach that exists between our baptism and our death when those moments are pinched together in holiness where we can meet the reality of our mortality with the promise of the resurrection. So I wish for you a blessed Ash Wednesday and a holy Lent full of introspection and discovery of where God is in the wilderness places of your life. And I couldn't get around this without preaching something that included Jan Richardson's, you know, a Holy Trinity Grace Place tradition to include her in any sermon or service that we do together. And so in the spirit of blessing, I offer to you you this blessing that she wrote, which she composed, called Render Your Heart. To receive this blessing, all you have to do is let your heart break. Let it crack open. Let it fall apart so that you can see its secret chambers, the hidden spaces where you have hesitated to go. Your entire life is here, inscribed whole upon your heart's walls. Every path taken or left behind, every face you turned toward or turned away, every word spoken in love or in rage, every time your life, every time every line of your life you would prefer to leave in shadow, every story that shimmers with treasures known and those you have yet to find. it could take you days to wander these rooms, forty at least. so let this be a season for wandering for trusting the breaking, for tracing the rupture that will return you to the one who waits, who watches, who works within the rendering to make your heart whole.